0: Three,
1: two, one, we're live. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 123. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Ritchie, and Cody, and we got Anthony Cairns back on. He's been bugging, or I won't say bugging, but he's called me the past couple weeks, and we were looking for a guest, So, and Luke was asking, and I said, get Anthony on here, he's been calling me.
2: <laughs> so we get on call, him, hey. What? What?
0: He's been calling me too. Right, he I just calls everyone. Him. Yeah. I he how... would
2: call me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you have to wheel.
2: Yeah. Oof. I thought it was just like well... a big dick thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, I wasn't part of the club, Sag. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't show no, up. It's to good a little evening. fire thing. Oh, oh, all right. All right. I'll have to remember for next time. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. But... So, what
1: up,
0: dude? Been a little while since you've been on? Yeah, um... Bunch of stuff has
3: changed, um... Got a new girlfriend, super into wheeling, and spends way too much money on multiple projects. Um, Perfect. Right now I have, sitting in my yard, I have a tin-top Samurai that's currently getting Toyota axles. Um... A geotracker that we're using the motor and trans for a rear-skirt buggy. Um... My, my old Cherokee on tons, which is technically hers at the moment and is going to be for sale. And she just picked up a 88 Comanche that has a full 95 Cherokee drivetrain in it with PSC full hydro assist kit for 2500 bucks.
2: Wow. Fuck yeah. That's so, not bad.
3: No, like, and it's on... um it's on 78 F two fifty axles and military 37s. So it's on a 44 and a 60.
0: How did you grab that for 2,500?
3: (laughs) The guy had the, it was the absolute worst Facebook marketplace ad I've ever seen. It was like three blurry pictures of the Jeep. And then I text him for more info and pictures and had him send me a bunch. And I realized it had the PSC kit on it. He had no clue what he had it was just some guy in the mountains of West Virginia that used it as a daily until the rear section of the unibody rotted out.
0: So you're going to part it out?
3: No. She wants to, she wants to drive it. It's not really going to be a hardcore Wheeler. So we're just going to back half it with um, like rectangle tube and make it more of a driver. It's a, it has an AW four in it. She can't drive stick, so that was part of the reason why she wanted it. She just wanted like a cool old mini truck, and oh. was gonna buy a Toyota. But I talked her out of spending eight grand on a piece of shit Toyota. Good call. Good
1: call. Yeah, fuck Toyotas. Cool.
3: <laughs> I love Toyotas. I just don't like the price of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we especially... actually.
1: gotta say. I was just gonna say, I you know, my last call with you. I think we were talking about Toyotas and. You know, I think the biggest thing that I that just doesn't make me dislike them, but you know, the reason I just don't really care about them is they're all rotted out over here. There's nothing left. Right. I, I like you cannot find a a like a decent Toyota pickup around here that's right. not a million dollars.
3: Well, and especially like Toyota axles are great strength wise, but this is my first time ever playing with them. I've always used Dana stuff. And they're a pain in the ass. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> like everything is three times harder than it has to be. And everything's over-engineered. It's that premium what quality makes, right what, there. Are, yeah. What's that? What makes it harder? Um. Well, having the closed knuckle design with Burfield kind of a pain in the ass. Because this axle, the axle seals leaked. So, the knuckle balls were full of gear oil mixed with molly grease. So, that was fun to clean up. Mm. Um, and, and, like, my biggest complaint, honestly, is the backing plate for the rear brakes is pressed onto the axle shaft. Oh. Um, with, nice. Like, b- before the bearing. So, the bearing presses into the backing plate... And then the backing plate bolts to the
2: housing. Yeah, isn't so, that how like, my isn't that how Dana forty four set up too in the rear? Nope. No. No, nope. I think you've got a bearing
0: retainer plate, which is like a three plate that holds the bearing in place, and then yep. the brakes mount to the actual uh, the same stuff that that bolts up to, but it's a bolt on assembly. Yep.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry, it's right. been a little where that
3: part. If I break a shaft
0: the brakes go with the shaft
2: oh, wow.
3: so it's not just an easy swap on the trail and i'm still running drums because they work and i didn't want to spend 600 bucks on a disc brake swap kit yet
1: now a disc brake swap would probably fix that as long
3: as it mounts to the axle right right and it would it's just the money factor and too many projects and We've yeah. been doing a lot of golf cart stuff lately because she bought a 22 uh, Can-Am X3.
1: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> golf cart stuff. So you mean like
3: like actual yeah. golf carts? I'm just, no, like side I'm, by down, side stuff. I'm down to mess
1: with golf carts, though. Golf carts are hilarious. <laughs> I
3: I will say if I could only have one toy for off-road, it would probably be a side-by-side on portals. That thing is ridiculously capable for what it is.
2: Hmm.
3: And um, I actually took it on the first half of Walden's Ridge at Windrock a month ago. Completely bone stock. Damn. And yeah, the plastics will never be the same again after that, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of great that, you know, my girlfriend spent 20 something grand on this X3 and she's in the passenger seat yelling at me just to fucking drive it. Don't care about the plastics. <laughs> <That's So. laughs> nice change of pace.
2: Absolutely. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, I'm it's crying. a good time. I just need to get a couple projects out of here. It's so too much. I don't have enough time.
2: What's the plan with the Liberty now that you have the Sammy? The Liberty has been gone. gone.
3: Wait, plan yeah, uh, September.
2: Oh shit! Wow. Okay.
3: So I ended up trading the Liberty for a Cherokee. On it was it's four O AX fifteen two thirty one with an SYE, um Kingpin seventy nine Ford Kingpin front shaved fourteen bolt rear five disc brake on the third on the fourteen bolt, um Detroit rear lunchbox front thirty five spline chrome shafts up front. It's on like thirty seven creepy crawlers. Um. I wanted something that I could street, sort of kind of like grams where you can, if you have to Mm
2: -hmm.
3: can, if you want uh, to, yeah, that's the goal. But, um, but anyway, I was looking for something that like would be better to winter wheel with my daughter and, um, that I could street drive things like that. And then the rear leaf spring setup was pretty hacked. So I decided to link it, lost all motivation to work on it, barely worked on it for months.
0: Hey, I know the feeling.
3: It's currently sitting at about 95% done. My girlfriend bought it off me when we had just started hanging out. And then we started dating and the thing never even left my property. (laughs) 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 Well, that's why she started dating you. She didn't want to transport it. (laughs) <laughs> well, the deal was when she bought it that I was going to finish it before she took possession because I didn't want her to get a half-together Cherokee. But um, now that we're getting into some other stuff, that's just going to be sold to fund some other projects, which um, we're looking to get like 8500 grand out of it, which I feel is very fair with the Kingpin, 14-bolt, 4-link rear, 3-link front, et cetera. Et cetera. Um, it's honestly an AW4 or a doubler away from being a really good wielder. And it has a really badass well done hybrid cage. Fuck yeah. It's a great rig for someone that wants an XJ on tons. We just don't. (laughs) (laughs) Poor XJs. Getting tossed in the garbage
1: for their new 16 year old owners. Yeah.
3: Well, if a sixteen-year-old wants to come up with the money, they can take it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: But um. Yes, yeah, so the samurai. A... The samurai was bought shortly after she bought the Cherokee off me. Um, it's hers as well. But um, the plan for it was probably we had picked up a kingpin a chevy kingpin front for it we were going to do a kingpin and a nine and she bought a set of 40 inch uh mickey thompson baja boss x stickies. um basically started gathering a bunch of parts and then with everything she was getting we had we made the decision that all of the parts were so good that we were better off putting them in a chassis than in a brazened up Samurai.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, um, we picked up a chassis and stuff and off a guy, um, Brian Hancock. Um, it's a CJ seven based buggy. Like it is a CJ front clip on it and it has like four feet of CJ frame rail that, um, 'Cause whoever he had built it for in order to register it, I think it was he built it for a guy in Alabama or something, and in order to have it plated it had to have four feet of frame. That's but annoying. that that piece of frame is in a spot that I just cut it off the bottom and replace it with square tube. Mm. So um but yeah, so basically um that buggy is gonna be getting built probably this summer. I'm going to start on it. Um, it's going to be a Tracker 16-valve 1.6 valve one six with a TH-180 3-speed automatic. And I'm undecided on what transfer case setup. I have a Tracker to Samurai doubler sitting here along with a 4-to-1 Samurai case. Which, with 513 gears, would put it right around like 90-something-to-one crawl ratio in double-low. Yeah. Okay. Which, um, the nice thing about the tracker to Sammy Doubler is the Samurai high range is not one-to-one. One. It's like 1.5-something-to-one, 1.6-to-one high range. So if I have both cases in high, it'd be like 6. And then if I put the tracker range box in low, like a three to one range, Mm -hmm. then double low ends up like mid sevens.
2: Wow, that's fucking perfect. So
3: that's all good stuff. But I'm worried about the strength of the Samurai case. I found there's a guy that makes an adapter for the TH 180 auto that I could put a 231 and 300 behind it.
0: That would actually be kind of like a decent bit of beef comparatively.
3: I'm not saying that's
0: beef, but like... The nice thing
3: with the 300 is I could run the stock outputs till I
0: break them, then go 32 spline.
3: It's upgradable over time, but it's already an upgrade out of the box from the Sammy case.
0: I could break them in one trip if you want.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you gotta remember it the one six only makes ninety
0: eight horsepower. That's fine. A four liter or this Ford Leader is probably making a buck fifty.
1: Still still them. it's yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, still making more than grams
3: at the moment. <laughs>
1: Shots fired. We don't want to talk about it. That damn chewing gum. Yeah, that's. I couldn't find it. I don't know where it went.
3: And by the way, it was Trident Spearmint, and I was the one that put it on the damn intake.
2: <laughs> so he's. To I told
1: he's you to, though, so it wasn't It wasn't you just doing... Yeah, I, right. I think you were hesitant, and I was like, no, put it
3: in there, put it on there. And it just sucked well, the fucker right I, in. I forget who even said it. I definitely did. <laughs> but I know someone was like, jokingly said, does anyone have chewing gum? And then we rolled with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great trip. I'm excited for Labor Day. It's going to be a shit show. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, it will. I was just talking to Colton Ringold lately, and um, he asked if I was going. I'm like, yeah, I'll be at the Web Wheeler's Clusterfuck.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's called a ball for a reason. It's right. just a fucking horde moving down the trail. <laughs> I, legitimately i don't think that i think we're probably going to end up with at least three groups if not four yeah. yeah it's
1: well i mean that's just how those things go everybody should just go with their little posse of people and and do stuff uh oh i know but fun.
0: like right now from what i understand we're already up with confirmed yeses in the high 20s i think it was 27 last time i counted them well uh, i have
3: confirmed yeses from everyone that was there in october that came with me
0: and yeah. i was only counting tony as one i'm only counting colton as one so like it's probably, I probably... going to be a roush uh round two
2: I could easily
0: over. see us having 40 plus. Uh, I'm going to put it because Gage is bringing a couple of extras. Uh, I would honestly put it somewhere around 50. Yeah. Shit. Um, so yeah. It's well, going to uh, be.
2: Gage
3: and his buddies are all going to be side by sides on portals by then because they're all buying portals. Oh god.
0: So it's going to be I ride- a total clusterfuck.
3: Oh, yeah, well, I ride with all those guys at the X3s. And funny enough, we were going to buy portals and 35 Roxillas for ours tonight. But the portals, something was screwed up with them. I forget exactly what it was, but like they were so cheap for a reason. (laughs) But our eventual plan for the X3 is portals and 35 stickies on it.
1: Now are they just talking
3: about portals and 37 red labels?
1: How are they exploding? You said they're cheap for a reason.
3: Um, well, the portals that we were going to buy tonight—they were a Generation One Super ATV portal, and I think they're on Gen Three or Four. So, if I remember right, something—I think one of the mounting brackets was screwed up, and you can't get the bracket. Oh. But it was—it was, it was nine hundred bucks for a set of four portals for an X Three. That's not bad, though. <laughs> really? I like I. I could fab up a new bracket, but like I was telling Casey I'd rather just get brand new portals and know what they're put through, through since day one instead of getting stuff you can't get parts for. Good
1: point. No, but that's the fun stuff. It adds character.
3: Does it, though?
1: Uh, yeah, it really does. Headache.
3: I'm a fabricator, not a machinist. So if I were to explode a gear in that, I'm screwed.
0: Even um, if you're a machinist, you're kind of SOL. <laughs> Gear cutting right. uh, equipment is so rare. Like, it's right. not something that you can just go and grab uh, blanks for. Oh, somebody's got to well, make like, it.
1: Otherwise, we wouldn't as, have any gears. Come on. Think with your noodle as, here. As someone
3: yeah, would... but they're just well, so outdated at this point that I couldn't get anything for them. And brand new ones, I think, are like 2800 bucks.
1: Well, This is when you just retrofit the old ones with the new parts make it work or just
3: buy the new shit bolted on and don't have to worry about it that's
1: way too easy and it doesn't really go along with the philosophy of doing things in stages uh expensively but cheaply in you know the frame by
3: frame right well that's for now we're just it, it came with 30s on its stock we're going to a 32 inch sticky for now and then we'll bump up to 35s and portals down the road I I talked her into letting it get a thousand miles on it before we go putting portals on it.
2: <laughs> now, when you put the portals on it, doesn't it reverse the way that the wheels would turn? So do you actually have to drive in reverse? No, <laughs> no, isn't that, 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 that's not how that. That works.
3: isn't how that works. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: <good laughs> so they have. There's the main input gear, the main output gear, and then they have idler gears between them. So the idler spins backwards, which God, then makes the you. output gear spin forward. Huh. And there, the portals we want, it's a super ATV, billet housing, dual idler with 30% reduction. No kidding. So putting a... Putting a thirty five with a thirty percent reduction portal is like running a twenty eight stock. So it gotcha. takes a lot of stress off of everything. But and it gives Cody, you an extra four inches of ground clearance.
1: Cody, I understand your confusion though, because there was that portal buggy when we were at Badlands that it was yeah. it was reverse. The the wheels would turn one way and the you know, axles and U joints and all that, all the bundle of crap would turn the other direction. It was really kind of freaky to look at. I don't remember exactly.
2: Page, what his, uh, it was it was a it was a uh, nine inch front and rear. Didn't he flip the whole uh fucking center yeah. situation? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. So that's why I was so confused. I was like, oh maybe I'm just was maybe really mid just, engine oh, or front I'm, engine? Uh front.
0: So he was running um uh, I think they are unimog portals on that yeah, I was gonna ask if they were MOGs. Yeah, he's running mogs, but also Humvee portals do the same thing. So you just run the 9 flipped and right. you run a low pinion. So he's got, if I remember correctly, he's got a low pinion 9 flipped up front with a high pinion 9 in the back flipped to get low pinion again.
3: Right. Disgrace okay. all around.
0: So yeah. although- um, you guys are going to
3: love this. So, I'm in the middle of this Toyota axle swap, and I'm supposed to go to Good Evening Ranch this weekend.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and the front axle still is not in, because I had a bunch of hurdles. So, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to get the front axle in. But um, Sounds like a Graham thing. I uh, I opened up the front axle, and all of the rollers for the one pinion bearing were in the bottom of the housing. Oh. So yes. Oh. Every single one. Oh no. Along with a very nice bass boat metallic gray gear oil.
2: Hell, yeah oh Spray your that whole, shit out into oh, a liquid. Dude.
3: So uh and the worst part is is the Toyota axles I have are 430 gears instead of 410s like every other Toyota ever. <laughs> So um, we're going to be pulling a card out of the RC car book, and I'm going to be overdriving the front axle oh, this weekend. Oh, good running,
2: God.
3: running four tens in the front and four 30s in the rear, and let's see what <laughs> I can break. Um, Your
1: transfer case chain, if it has one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Sammy takes gear on gear. The there you small. go. It'll be fine then.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, Just keep it great. off the pavement.
3: But yeah, the the Or this thing. two-wheel drive. Good. It's on 38 mile stars and it's going to be raining. So I'm not going to have enough track to even matter.
1: Oh yeah. You'll be fine.
2: Until one (laughs) day you do
3: 38 inch
1: mile stars. Yeah. You're going to get nothing. It's just going to spin weirdly. The back's going to hop.
3: Believe it or not. The, um, the last trip we went the good evening with it for its first shakedown run that lasted three hours. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, drive three and a half hours to wheel three hours. <laughs> um, Alright. Um, but it was on the paths for that, and it walked everything until I broke an axle shaft.
2: Yeah. It
3: just has that whole samurai lightweight thing going for it. And the tires were at like 4 PSI.
1: I'm How am you break an um, axle shaft if it's so light.
3: Isn't that the whole point? Well... The splines were, (laughs) let me back up. When she bought it, it's on Fox 14-inch 2.0 coilovers. It was on CJ7 wide track axles. So Dana 30 front, 44 in the back. And the 44 was widened to accept JK shafts. Instead of- How do you Uh,
1: widen, did they just like-
3: add poop pipe to the end of the axle and weld a flange Um, on it? So, they cut off the ends of the JK housing that was bent, Mm. shoved it into the bearing cup of the CJ housing, and burned it in there. (laughs) Wow. So, (laughs) there's the actual mounting flange for the axle shaft that about six inches in on the housing, there's the original CJ flange.
2: What (laughs) the fuck?
3: That's some yeah. that's meth lab shit
1: My I brain. like it though
2: <laughs> Can I go home <laughs> hey, You gotta give him
1: credit for ingenuity Hey I if that's not a broke shit. Then you can't really
3: fault him For it yet No so that did not break The Dana 30 had Yukon Chromos that had some Pre-twisted splines And that's what let go mm. So it was I knew it was a time bomb, but we were just trying to I already had the Yoda sitting here for it. I just wanted to wheel it once before we changed anything.
2: Fair enough. It's a good point. And
3: it and I'm really glad I did because the original plan was it was gonna get stretched to 105-inch wheelbase and a bunch of shit done to it. Where now I'm just swapping axles and leaving it how it is because it works so well. It's at 95 inches on 38s. I wish it was at least 100, but it worked well, and with all the other projects we have, there's no point in going over the top with this when it's temporary. Yep. Beat it as it is. Where the rear steer buggy that we're building that's getting the chevy 60 she bought the 40 inch stickies and i'm putting an 05 plus in the rear and um which you know it's kind of backwards i'm putting a low pinion up front and a high pinion in the rear but yet again 100
2: horsepower i was thinking that same thing but i just didn't want to question you i was like it shouldn't yeah
1: if it's he probably won't have a problem. Those ring gears are definitely bigger than the motor is going to be able to output to them, I would think. so.
2: Well,
3: and in all honesty, if I go the Dana 300 route, I'm going to flip it and put the 05 Plus up front. Uh, yeah. Well, then, And, and the it. Chevy 60 out back. So that's, that's one of the main reasons I want to go Dana 300 over the Samurai Doubler, just so I can flip it and... I don't know. Have I mean the axles where they should be.
1: You're really picking your poison though. The 05 would definitely be better for the rear, I would think, just because of how beefy those things are. Yeah. And the sixty like, I don't know. I think a front end I don't think of it as being under nearly as much stress, but if it's a rear steer buggy, realistically both are probably gonna be under similar situations at all times. Yeah.
3: So Well, and the kingpin that she bought, we got it for I think it was two grand. Something like that. And it's 513s, Detroit, 35-spline inner and outer chromos with worn 35-spline hubs. It has a knuckle-to-knuckle truss on it, five-steer, et cetera. Gotcha. So, so it's already, it's already set up for a four-link. Yeah, it's literally connect the dots. And the nice thing, too, is the upper link mounts are only tacked to the truss. The lowers are burned in, but they're where I would have put them anyway. Mm, okay. So okay. it's honestly the perfect axle that I just have to build the um body side. O5. For,
1: yeah. Or that and
3: the O5. and um right. And uh, the the 5 I picked up on Amazon warehouse of all things, like the returns. <laughs> Somebody you know returned an 5 No, the not the, the Axle, the gears I just picked oh, up. Oh whoa, whoa. I got <laughs> I was
2: I gonna gotten say buy axles that. off Amazon.
3: <laughs> I wish you just watch some Amazon dudes struggling. I got. I, I, got <laughs> I would love to see a driver try to carry an O five plus. Dude,
2: I think that's against their Amazon union. <laughs> I, they don't have to lift it.
3: Now <laughs> yeah, what union? They don't even get brakes.
1: What are you talking about? Right, but um
2: striking for Jeff Bezos says jump. Right? They
1: say how high.
3: <laughs> Jeff <Fizzles. laughs> <laughs> but um but i've i got off amazon warehouse motive 513 thick cut gears that someone had returned 67 dollars wow yeah for wow. a brand new ring and pinion have you set
1: them wonder... up yet no i did not so did they were they even out of the box
3: no oh
1: the well, box.
2: was turned
3: I would assume that they meant to order a thin cut and ordered thick. Mm. Okay. Because you know how Amazon descriptions are for off-road parts. Oh yeah, they're like some kid some... in China wrote them.
2: Or sometimes yeah. they're really good. Like for their shocks, they actually do a really good job of like giving the measurements and shit. It's pretty impressive.
3: Yeah. Try to order a Fox Two O air shock on Amazon. You have to go to Fox's website and get the part number.
2: That's crazy.
3: It's that bad. Because, oh. but they have air. They have Fox two o air shocks that are like two hundred seventy bucks. So they're the best price, but you got to work for it.
2: Can't beat that. Hell yeah!
3: <laughs> so, uh, I'm I'm still trying to decide what shocks to go with on the buggy, since we have the Fox two o coil overs on the Samurai. I thought about stealing two of them for the buggy and doing coil over front air shock rear on both rigs because i don't want to go straight up air shock on the buggy but i also don't want to like mainly because i don't want to run a sway bar and some other stuff just i like the idea of having coil overs in one end
1: yeah I'm that. i do no. that. Uh, how heavy is the thing gonna be What's, what's your goal here? Everybody's got a goal weight for their buggy these days. You stole my question, little bitch. Gotcha. Um,
3: <laughs> honestly, I know I can get it to 3,500 pounds. Under 3,000 would be awesome, but I'm not really worried about a specific weight because none of it's going to be sprung. I'm running, oh, that's true. Yeah. Six, I'm running Dana. I'm running Dana sixties with steel DIY bead locks and forty-inch stickies, with an aluminum block, aluminum head one-six. Like it, the sprung weight is going to be nothing. Hmm. So I'm not, like I said, I know it can definitely be under thirty-five hundred pounds. Um, a friend of mine, local, he has a two-seat portal buggy, that it's. Um, Toyota Fab 8 housings, Jesse Haynes portals, 42 reds, with a Honda J35B6, um, TH350 to an Atlas, and it weighs in at 28.
2: Hmm.
1: Respectable. So, Respectable numbers.
3: But his chassis is also an inch and a half chassis. Uh,. So he went inch and a half on the chassis. Most of his um tabs on the chassis are three sixteenths. Um he really tried to cut weight, cut sprung weight as much as he could.
1: Three sixteenths. I would think if you're trying to keep the weight way down, you'd probably start using eighth inch.
3: Well, it's we're, that whole strength versus
1: Yeah. Again, then, you're working with significantly less weight. I mean, you can get away with the inch-and-a-half tubing cage. Like, right. You can probably get away with eighth-inch brackets in some areas. Not for, like, suspension, obviously, but...
3: Properly supported, but it's one of those situations where to properly support an eighth-inch bracket compared to a 3 you end up with less weight in gussets.
2: hmm Again. Yeah. Yeah. Fair.
3: So but, uh, yeah, you know, you got to play the game, and everyone kind of has their own way to skin the cat as far as weight goes. And you know, HG3. some guys are some guys are still running Toyota axles to save weight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're saving a lot of weight, I'm sure.
3: I, I I'm really <laughs> regretting putting Toyota axles in our Samurai, honestly.
2: I have and, no five pluses for you. Come and get them.
3: You know, everyone keeps saying, "Just put tons in it. Just put tons in it."
2: Hey, they're here. Come that isn't
3: a rig for tons, and they I have five buses sitting in my yard. I have, a I literally, I have a pile o axles in my yard. I think I have twelve axles in a. Pile. No yard is
1: complete without a pile <laughs> of axles. Right, it's just how it goes. I don't have a yard, but I got a storage unit.
2: <laughs> you have the pile o motors. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah yeah well so I mean, um the real question is at good evening this year are we gonna try like trident original or maybe one of the other flavors and I see mean, if it holds up better
0: in the motor we're gonna... <laughs> i mean <laughs> um, that, that is a good question
1: ideally we don't have to try any gum but if we had to <laughs> i'm thinking the big league chew stuff like that really yes. gooey like you gotta like really get a handful of it just yeah. like, dump the whole bag in your mouth, chew it up. It probably won't get sucked in. That stuff's thick. I think that's probably right. your best bet. You're know, trying to plug a vacuum line. Just keep keep some of that uh you know big league chew from elementary school yep. in
3: there. <laughs> yeah. And um we need to make sure the night runs never actually happen according to Richie.
2: Why is that? <laughs> there was only one that didn't happen. I was there for the other one. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that was, was amazing. amazing.
0: <laughs> that was great. I just, think the funniest part about it, though, was like I was getting uh about ready to go to bed, and you just wander in, and you're like night ride, and <laughs> yeah, returned from the dead. I shook Richie. He didn't wake up, and I was like, oh well, here we go. <laughs> I,
2: I got right. uh, I've been freaked out in the woods plenty of times before. That was hands down the most freaked out I've ever met. What,
3: when a you woke one? up and heard rev limiters behind you?
2: Yeah, well, no, so I I was surrounded by
3: fucking people next to a fire, and then next thing I know, fire's, like, fucking dead. No one's around, and all I'm hearing is,
2: WAP, in the <laughs> woods right behind me. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? I mean, people are partying without you. I'd be terrified, too. <laughs> Where's the party that I'm not invited to? That's fucked up. Hey, <laughs> hey, Just
3: the fact you missed that... a good one, Cody. You missed a really good one.
2: <laughs> Bad. It's a sad life to live.
0: <laughs> you can make up for it this year, though. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping so.
3: A couple times. You should come down for the meet and beat with Graham.
2: Uh, that is definitely not happening. <laughs> just quit your job
3: and go hang out with luke and graham
2: for a month yeah no that sounds great so then i could never wheel again absolutely i'm on my way <laughs> Luke can find your job down there i don't want a job by him there was a really <laughs> terrible joke i could have just made that i'm not going to <laughs> <laughs> god oh, uh, good old tennessee um uh, anyways uh yeah no i i that's not happening i need to focus on a few things up this this all yonder way and uh get that shit rocking and rolling come back to normal life and get to wheel around here a bit more
3: yeah i'm uh i'm planning on coming up for backyard builds october at field and forest run
2: hell yeah well we're excited to see you there man that'll be really fucking yeah. cool that is the deadline for our rear steer buggy
3: because i don't want to come up there without rear steering stickies
1: yeah, I mean... it it's definitely more fun when you have those things. I wouldn't know because I don't what? have either of those things, but it's still fun without Yeah,
3: them. it's more so the videos like the videos and pictures I've seen, I know I'll have a way better time if I'm back flipping a rear steer buggy off shit. So
1: Yeah. Definitely some dumber lines you can do with the rear steer stuff too.
3: Yeah, I'm honestly very concerned about AOP with the samurai.
2: Why is that?
3: 'cause it's on pat. Oh yeah, that's
2: that's uh <laughs>
3: well,
2: what's <laughs> that's a what's your lug
1: thing. pattern? I got forty ones, uh, IROCs. They're not ideal, but they might be better than they will be better than Patagonia's.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh. That that might have to happen because I don't <laughs> want to put the forty inch stickies on Toyota axles. That's a recipe for oh, disaster.
2: It'll be... Now, the,
1: the downside is they're 18-inch rim on 8x170. So, if you can, and they're stock Ford Steelies, but it's an 18-inch rim, so as long as you don't have any crazy right. high-steer setups on it, it'll clear everything. If you do have high-steer, you can clear it, you're just going to need a spacer. So, I have well, two spacers. Well, the Yodas,
3: are sticks on 5.5, so I'd need adapters anyway.
1: Oh, there you go if they make adapters from Toyota to, to Ford. Then...
3: Well, it's only five and a half is like the, like, that was Oh, yeah, that's dodged. standard-ish, yeah. yeah. It's not like five on five and a half or something that is outdated. True. Five on four and a half. That's the outdated yeah. one.
2: So, yeah, that's true. You really think that running a side-by-side is more fun than actually, like, rock crawling and a... What, how would you even consider that? A straight axle, if you will? You actually enjoy, well, like, the control arms and shit?
3: After experiencing both, I, I can safely say that a side-by-side on portals and 35-inch stickies will do 95% of what I want to do off-road, including really fucked-up rock crawling. Really? That last I need a rear
2: steer buggy for. I'm I've never really heard anybody. Like, I mean, you'll see the videos of people at AOP, Denna fucking uh, Kentucky doing all sorts of crazy shit. You'll see them out west. But I've never seen somebody do like uh, northwest or northeast wheeling. Uh, I don't want to call it wheeling because wheeling is like a generic blanket term. We'll say rock crawling, like hardcore rock crawling in a side-by-side. So it's kind of cool to uh, hear that you really think it's not necessarily better, but more suitable for your needs. It's definitely different.
3: And I still have both sway bars connected on ours. So it's very, I don't want to say tippy, but it'll two wheel a lot. Where Gage on his X3... He took a bone stock X3 and bolted 35s on it with like 200 miles and unbolted the front sway bar. And the only issue he's running into is without the front sway bar, when he gets on something steep and tries to bump it, the front suspension unloads like a Chevy truck pulling. Where like how they like, you know how on a Chevy when they're truck pulling and they don't have any limit straps it'll, the toe gets all weird and shit starts flopping around. That's exactly what his X3 does without the sway bar. So he's actually going to hook the sway bar back up and that should help it a lot. But, um, yeah, it's, it's different. And I really feel like, um, I, I feel like portals are the answer if you really want to rock crawl with a side by side. Um, Gage doesn't have them yet, and his went through the rock garden at Wellsville, that is mostly buggies go through. Um, we all went up trail 15 at Windrock. Like I said, I did the first part of Walden's Ridge. And I could have gotten, I could have winched into the second half, mm-hmm. but it wasn't worth it because no one else was doing it. I mean, that and, makes uh,
0: sense. The Gage, thing-
3: Gage Gage broke a shaft trying to bump the ledge. And then him and I always kind of do this. Well, I'll do it if he does thing. And (laughs) as soon as he broke, I Casey's X3. She bought it on. She bought it Saturday. That Saturday, we left Tuesday for Tennessee. So it had 20 miles on it when we took it to Windrock.
2: Oh, jeez.
3: And we put 130 on it in Tennessee in Tuesday night and all day Wednesday Wow. And um, I'm really excited. It, it's very impressive for what it is. On the flip side, you take the 25 grand that a new X3 costs and put that into a buggy. If Doing all great, you want to yeah. do is that last five percent of wheeling, the money's better spent on a buggy to go hit <laughs> the Reds at Field and Forest. If that's all you want to do,
2: it's just that 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 cap, you know, that level of entry for side by sides is what's like to me is the most daunting. Where I don't just think depends I on could... what your credit score is. I mean, that's a good point. That's a damn good point. That's why so many
3: people have them, is because they can sign their name for $25,000 side by side and go affirm 10 grand worth of parts.
2: So, like, I can respect that. I can, because I can understand where they're coming from with different things. But, like, when when I was contemplating, um, There was a guy that was by me. He had a buggy that I, for like the longest point, was just like, dude, I absolutely love everything about this. Love it, love it, love it, yada, yada, yada. Well, it went up for sale. I started contemplating going and getting a personal loan for one. And a good friend of ours brought up the good fact of like, how, why would you get a loan for something that's just going to depreciate during your time of owning it? And honestly, that shit hit. Like, it it makes sense where it's like, I'm going to keep spending money on this for it to in in the end cost me like less like when i sell it i'm gonna lose money it just doesn't make sense which granted you can't count you can't count all the fun that you're having onto it you know there's no financial amount that like actually equates to anything so yes you can factor that in but i don't know man that's just not i don't think i could do it yeah no that's totally
3: fair and especially sorry to interrupt you graham uh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, wasn't Luke. Yeah, yep. but um, all right, I'm not sorry then. But, uh, <laughs> <Fuck yourself. laughs> but um, and like, in all honesty, I totally agree with you that it it's an insane amount of money, and I really would have tried to talk my girlfriend out of buying the X3, but she has a 2015 Razor. That has 7,500 Wellsville miles on it.
2: Wait. So. wow. Wow. Yeah.
3: It has been beat on hard. And it is just. It's done. So. It was time for her to upgrade. And she gets her use out of it. So. I understood why she wanted a new one. And. I don't want to say that I was an enabler, but I did find it. And I was like, hey, let's go look at it. It's a really good deal. But it was a 22 that was a leftover. And she uh-huh. got it like 1500 bucks under MSRP. So. best. Yeah, I, just... I found her the good deal. So it's kind of my fault. But <laughs> where are you going to buy a brand new Can-Am for 20 grand?
2: Um, I mean, Pennsylvania. I, I could do, I could find a razor for that price, but that's just cause I know some dealers.
3: Well, right. Well, that's the thing. It's I'm saying everyday guy off the street walks into a dealership. The DS, which is the one she got is 24 now. Wow. So it was such a good deal and she paid cash for it. So
1: damn, I wish I had 20 cash. Her.
3: She she does well for
0: herself. I'm just gonna her. that. You're yeah. also into rock crawling, Graham. There's no hope that you're going to uh,
1: ever no have. No, no, no. You could be out. into rock crawling and have cash. You just have to sell stuff. Uh, yeah, my problem is I don't sell enough. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, i keep it for future projects which doesn't help me because the projects always need new parts not old parts so no,
2: it, it helps people like me when you go past that project you no longer are gonna attend that project then you're like fuck you want you need yeah this. i gotta start charging full know, price for my like spare 20, parts yeah you're like give me like 20 bucks for it i'm like sold
3: <laughs> i'm, I'm yeah. not gonna name any names when i say this but my goal is to be the guy that has the Jesse Haynes hundred fifty thousand dollar buggy getting towed by the the hundred thousand dollar truck on a Wednesday at ten o'clock? I just got to figure out how to get there.
1: That really is the dream, <laughs> isn't it? I don't think of- Although I'll pass on the Jesse Haynes chassis. I mean, they're good chassis, but just not my not my thing. Yeah, I want to drive my own thing. beat to shit jalopy that I built with my shitty welding skills and is going to kill me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that.
1: There's um, something there's something nice about dying by your own hand. <laughs>
0: oh, one hundred percent.
3: Yeah, but I will say that if I had the sixty-eight thousand dollars at the time, I totally would have bought Pretty Penny when it just came up for sale. Oh, so that dude, buggy, I love
2: That buggy so fucking much. It's so nice. Isn't it on like Bro Wheels? Yeah. Or is it? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> they're not Bro Wheels. They're B. Oh, are they like, like Methods? Or I forget fucking... what
1: they were.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're they're a twenty inch wheel that are copper plated. Twice. It's 20, it's forty twos though, right? Yeah, yeah forty two so red okay. whip portals. And if I remember right, Pretty Penny was the first of that buggy that Jesse Haynes built.
0: I think I think, so. I think that's I right. It was
3: one of on. if it isn't the first, it was one of the first and then all of them came were based off of that one. Yeah. Because I think you know i'm probably wrong but if i remember right i think cody wagner had to talk jesse haynes in the building it for him and then it took off
2: yeah not to mention it's all chromo and everything and it's so sick well um
3: i know that a lot of the comp buggy guys are going to 40 spline
2: shafts and shit no i meant the cage the cage oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's so sick
0: I think it's definitely a cool setup. I just I think that I would rather have something like um, Odd from Trail Trash's buggy, where it's more of the trail bouncer style.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and no, and half of it could it just fall out at any point in time for whatever it's, reason.
2: It's cool, but that definitely doesn't appease me. I don't know. I could definitely have driving it, though.
0: styles, though. Like you're a lot more picky about line choice. I'm more like I'm going to try and pretend to turn the navigational computer on and when that doesn't work I've got more gears to hit it in. Oh no,
1: the low rants told me to hit the giant wall. (laughs) What? That's the uh... the GPS, or maybe I said it wrong, but it's the GPS thing that they
3: always use. No, it's They're Loranz. Loranz. You said it with a southern
0: accent. Right? <laughs> it was
3: perfect. It was fitting.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> he hasn't even been down here yet, and he's already picking up the my low rant. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You might not get Graham back. <laughs> oh,
3: that's
2: or maybe maybe he'll
3: be down from there.
1: I don't. I don't know if I could take myself seriously with a southern accent. Oh my oh God. No, it's no, amazing.
2: No. Graham's trying to talk to his coworkers. They're like, What happened to you? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> no, they'll be able to watch the transformation because I'm only taking that first weekend off for the beat and beat and then the last weekend off for the uh, uh, Waltz Crawlers thing. So the middle will be working. They can just watch the transition as I get more and more of a Southern drawl.
0: I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out how to make all that work, but I'm trying to be there for the Friday. Um uh, for the meet and beat. But yeah. It's gonna be entertaining as fuck having Graham living here. Yeah, be <laughs>
2: cool.
0: And
1: we got Rob Rob Cravens down there too. I'm gonna probably visit him uh or bug him, I guess I'll say yeah you know, we gotta bug the step daddy every once in a while here um
2: <laughs> remember my, me yeah remember
1: me bitch you tried <laughs> to get rid of me actually so i was the only one who ever saw him on any consistent basis from backyard built so <laughs> it's fitting
0: so <laughs> oh, moving on i'm going right. to be going to a competition in nashville and i will go and hang out with robert is that better yes okay <laughs> um but I was going to do that while you were down here. I was going to try and make it over there Friday to see you anyway, Tony. Um, I've just i got to work that weekend, so I don't have any way around it.
3: Yeah, sure, it happens. Whack.
0: Yeah. I'm already blowing a week's worth of vacation that month or month for um, going to S'more. So, like, I can't stomach more vacation, if that makes sense. The Trash right.
2: boys are going to be sad
0: the trail trash boys are gonna be sad but i'm gonna try and make an appearance for the friday and then it's like you know i i don't know what to tell you i had to work i'm sorry i can't swing two in one month yeah i'm i i'm
3: a little worried about what we're gonna get into <laughs> <laughs> aop looks like a shit show. aop I to, if if it's dry country, like last
1: you know. year it'll be nothing it was fun. It was. It was just. It was a nice little stroll. Like the whole day, it wasn't that bad. Um, there was one. The the buggy lines on the right were definitely sloppier. You actually had to hit limiter, but I don't think we really had to do shit on the other side. It was pretty. Hey, the,
3: same, the Sammy is still a one three, so I don't hit the limiter. I float valves. Oh, that's even better.
1: <laughs> just put yeah. bigger valves or stiffer valve springs. You'll be good.
3: That's what <laughs> no, I'm doing. I actually a have a 16 valve. Sitting under, I have a 16 valve one six with a trail gear standalone harness and an adapter plate to a samurai trans Mm. sitting under my bench that is more than likely going to end up in it before the main beat.
0: I do have to give you props on the, your ability to bang out stupid shit projects like that, because that's not like a little project. That's like an engine swap, but I guess then again, they make a lot of components to make that a lot easier now, don't they? Well, so the
3: nice thing about the Samurai project is we bought for $1,500 a Samurai that ha- that was still leaf sprung front and back, but it had the Yodas, the 16-valve with the Trail Gear harness that was already wired to the Samurai harness. So I pulled the entire Samurai harness, and I'm just going to do a full harness swap because it was already in the other one running. It makes sense. And then it... Then it's just doing the hardware at that point and it already has like one six swap mounts and it's honestly, I can't get simpler as far as a motor upgrade. Hmm. Yeah. And then I just have to put an inline pump in with the fuel system.
0: Those are pretty easy. So speaking of motors, what's up with you, Graham? What's up with it?
1: well yeah, it's yeah, sitting at the machine shop <clears throat> excuse me um i have the 42 apart that i got from jeremy uh so props to him for giving me an essentially free motor uh to rip apart it was the, the crank and rods are are in good shape um there was definitely some uh it was I don't know how many I think it was like 130,000 or something on it but somebody never changed the fucking oil on that thing cuz it was gross.
2: Oh um god.
1: But whatever. It, I'm I'm like it's it's going to the machine shop. I don't really care as long as it's not totally fucked and it nothing was. So um all looks good. That's all apart in Marvel's yard/basement. slash basement. I feel bad but <laughs> Those parts will go to the machine shop. I've got the piston sitting on a table. The cam will be here tomorrow. A bunch of other parts will be here tomorrow. Um, I'm having a real hard time finding, like, decent bearings. I have the main bearings, but or I have the um, the rod bearings, but I don't have in the main bearings, but I can't find the Clegg or not the Clegg the what's the company called? It starts with a C. The Clevite. Which I, from what I understand, is like the brand to go with if you're going to do this, and not the. We talked about this before. Not the the tri metal, the the aluminum stuff is what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I can the like all of the, um. Cam bearings are just completely sold out. I'm just like, yo, yeah, it'll be done. It'll be you can have them in April. It's like, like twentieth. <laughs> that doesn't help me. I need them now. Uh, which is it's just <laughs> a weird part to have, like not having stock, I guess. I don't know. I guess people aren't changing their cam bearings that often. Maybe they should change them more. Um, I don't know. So dealing with a little bit of that stuff, it's probably not going to be done. Uh, I'm going to say it almost guaranteed not going to be done in time. Um, The plan as of right now, I think, is to take the junky unknown... Anything 4O that I've got out of that's from a 2000 and put it in the thing for now just to get it out of Marvell's way and that's just let take my time with that motor and and just do it properly and cheaply mm-hmm. uh, as cheap as I can and while also like maintaining and putting parts in it that makes sense to put in like obviously I'm using factory rod and crank like I'm not going crazy on Unstupid parts like that. That's $1,500 right there. You could spend plus pistons. But I think I bought my pistons for 200 bucks. Like, that's significantly cheaper alone right there. The rest yeah. of it's just rebuild shit that you'd need to buy anyways. Like, you're going to need bearings. You're going to need seals and all that crap. So um, it probably won't be done. But the, it's getting bored 30 over. That's for sure happening. Because uh, I have the pistons. It has to go that far um it was the walls were a little coned which i guess is normal um so i told him just bore it i was thinking about decking the thing but i'm not going to i think the quench value is within spec it's a little high but it's no the the 4-2 quench height is much higher so we're talking about like a 10 thou difference between factory and this i could account for that with a Thinner head gasket, I think. So, uh, I'm, I'm not overly concerned with that. The compression ratio is going to be a little rough. It's going to run on 89, but um, I, just sort of the comes with the territory. If you're not using a custom piston, I'll deal with it. Uh, and yeah, that's that's really where I'm at. It's going to need Why bigger. Not? Just
2: run 93.
1: Hmm.
2: Why not just plan to run 93?
1: Well, I mean, I could deck the head and make the compression, the dynamic compression, like 9-something. Or, like, almost 10. Yeah. What's 93 run-on? What's the the normal thing here? Because I I think the dynamic compression that I'm going to end up with, if I don't deck it and I bore it 30 over and I keep the setup as I am, I think it's roughly, like, 8.6 Eight point six dynamic, and then if you look at it from a static compression ratio, it's like nine seven. Mm-hmm. But this is also like factoring in the the cam that I'm using, which is a little more aggressive than the one that people normally put in these strokers, because uh, that's what Golan said to use. Golan is the is the there. He's I won't say he's my boy. I talked to him once. He no, gave I me a number. The
2: smart the smart boy. Oh yeah, he's right. a smart boy. Uh, yeah.
1: He's smarter than me, that's for sure. But, you know, he could have just... He, we are talking part numbers. Uh, I don't think he had a reference in front of him, so maybe he gave me the wrong one. But either way, I'm going to run it. Um,
2: <laughs> Shit's meant it's going to work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, even if it is a little rough, um, I was talking to... Oh, I forget his name. One dude was hitting me up on Instagram. Luke, I think he's from around your area. Uh, he was giving me... uh, uh er, Logan? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, cool, he dude. Yeah, he had um I guess he's got a tuner that I may want some, you know, when I'm down there. Obviously I'm not going to have the motor, but I'd probably buy that off of him if he depending on in you know, the shape it's in and how much he wants for it. Um I think he said he had a uh what's the O2 sensor that's fancy? Wideband. Wideband, those ones. Yeah, so like fancy chair, boy so... shit. Um or er, quote-unquote, fancy boy things for my poor person motor. And assuming it doesn't blow up in 2,000 miles, which it probably will, but that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I got a little more to do on it. It's probably not going to be done. We're just going to break the rust free, and the cylinders of the one that's been sitting in the rain for two years, and uh, run that one at Revlimiter, because it'll die, and I don't care. So... But that's where we're at. Nothing, no crazy progress. Uh, It's probably going to be pretty unclimactic for the next month while I'm just collecting parts and doing, or having the machine shop do things, uh, and putting a factory motor back in. So I wish I wish I could get it done, but I just I just don't think it's going to happen, and I can't put myself in a position where I'm waiting on a shop to. uh,
2: still haven't heard it, Graham. I'm what? waiting. I'm waiting.
1: What are you waiting for?
2: Oh, I'm waiting for it. Who was right?
1: Who was right? Yeah, but I'm still building the stroker, so it doesn't yeah.
2: matter. No, but I, you're doing exactly what I said. And you're like, no, we don't have to do that. E, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: here's the thing. is I uh, will make the sacrifice because I have a deadline that I can... Even a month out can see that I probably won't hit and I still have other things to worry about. Uh that I would rather take my time and focus versus the Stroker, which can be like the side project that I'll have done for after May or March or whatever the hell it is. So uh you know. You just gotta it's, get
2: it done by June.
1: I mean, hopefully it'll be done by the time I get back. Ideally I'd just I'd be like go into Tennessee and have that motor be like about done at the machine shop and come back as a, I don't know if I'll have them put all the pieces in or not. I guess it depends on the price, but um, cause I can put pieces in. I'm, I, I'm i like every other monkey. I can, I can turn bolts to the right torque spec usually. Um, mm. And then it's, yeah. it's my fault if it blows up. So
2: didn't you help with a uh, bucks uh, head gasket?
1: Well, that's a head gasket. That's easy. That's different than putting the whole bottom end together.
2: Isn't there nervousness that his head gasket is back? No, it's not. Mm -hmm.
1: There's no, I don't know what the hell is wrong with his motor. It's not a head gasket though. It's a computer issue is the problem. So he's got a sensor problem
2: from a different. No, no, no. It's the
1: computers and Cherokees don't go bad. Uh, well the way you which did is, that, I
2: thought that's what you were saying. It was like no, it's, it's a, um, no, it's it's a it's a
1: sensor reading wrong and throwing the computer all to shit. It's just running way uh, I think he has an upstream O2 sensor code which would mm-hmm. cause the problem. Yes. Uh so Buckley doesn't listen to these, but if he was, he'd know that he used to buy an O2 sensor. They're like $70 for the OEM spec ones. If you don't buy OEM spec O2 sensors, don't expect them to work or don't expect them to last very long. Played that game, it doesn't work. So just,
2: I think they're. uh, I told him that his O2 sensor was a bad little fucker. He just doesn't listen.
1: Yeah, and he's like, well, it's the downstream one. It's like, no, the downstream one is literally just an emissions check. And it's gonna throw an emissions code, and that is all it does. The upper one is the one that matters.
2: Yes. Yeah. So they don't communicate between between each other. No, not at all. Okay. I literally have
0: mine bundled up, and like on top of my transfer case, and it's been like that for years.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we cut mine with. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. So hopefully,
2: um, one day he becomes a big boy and changes it.
1: Well, the other thing is, like, his throttle body was fucking gross. Uh, I mean, the issue is just, you can't swap them with parts, store parts either. Like, he changed the no. IAC sensor on it, which, honestly, I've never had to do. Whenever mine acts up, I just clean it up, take it out, or clean take it out, clean it up, throw it back in there, and it fixes it. If that is the problem, or if it's doing weird things, like not coming uh, back to idle. Like, sometimes if I'm driving the thing for, like, two hours... And then you get off the highway and you're just like at a stoplight.
0: It'll just sit at a thousand or twelve hundred. I actually 100. had to replace one of those on mine. Uh, a while back it cracked through the top of the housing, like just you know all the heat and stuff, and mm-hmm. it rusted solid. So like when I went to free it up and clean it out, just it broke. uh it just broke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is the first. I'm used to like That's you, Luke. Huh? That's just you. Like yeah. weird happen to you that shouldn't happen. Yeah. Like that know. time on my old ninety-eight where the neutral safety switch cover like literally fell off. That was cool. <laughs> oh that time that you went through like twenty motors in a year? It was full
1: Yeah that was cool too. No see that's uh, not cool. That's why I'm building the stroker so I can at least <laughs> blow up a motor that I spent money on instead of a <laughs> junkyard four oh. Again, yeah. I just I just want the problem to be me. I don't want the problem to be. I guess the problem would be me if I put a junkyard motor in too. But you know, yeah. it's so oh it's the no, same it's my fault because I bought the wrong camshaft bearings. The Durabonds didn't work. <laughs> it's just yeah, like that, that right? Fault, uh, I find that stuff way more entertaining than oh no, my junkyard motor with unknown miles and unknown internals uh, blew up because. <laughs> I bought it for $200. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just less fun when it's like that for me. If it's not I mean, complicated, then it's not fun.
3: Have you considered um, talking to LeBlanc about the stroker idea before doing it? This is a, well, That's a good idea.
1: I didn't I talk to him. I talked with him
0: quite a bit. I talked with Chris Welch, uh,
1: who had... because. Um,
3: Obviously, Nick's motor held up to whatever the hell he threw at it. That's a good point.
1: Hmm. I may have to bug him, but I mean, it's the plan is in motion at this point, but I'll hit him up. I'll see what he says.
3: Right. But I I, I was just thinking before everything is actually assembled, you could still return parts if you bought something that's wrong. Yeah, true. Yeah. You, know, you might tell him what you bought and he he I might he no, don't run that one. Run this one instead. Kind of a deal. So, yeah, that's a good point. We'll have to see. He probably had way more money in his than... I think his was what a 4.7. For.
1: I have a feeling he had a 4.7. For some reason, that is... Really yeah, hard.
3: I'm pretty sure his was a 4.7.
1: Yeah, well, we're not that fancy, so...
3: But, at the very least, he's ran a 4.0-liter stroker and beat the shit out of it. Yeah. So. Well, that's the
1: thing, is everybody I've talked to who has run one is like... The torque is there. It was incredible. Uh, and then it's hit or miss whether they survive or don't, um, is sort of what I've seen or th- whether they're worthwhile. Personally, just based on the responses I've gotten from people who have mentioned it when I've talked about it, and there have been a few people who have crawled out of the woodwork, like, oh, I loved it, blah, 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 or, you know, they'll give me, uh, yeah, I, don't, I haven't gotten a ton of shit for wanting to do it, and I, because I think most people don't really care, but, um, you know, the few people that did, I am i don't know. Um, I'm not sold that they're not reliable, especially if you build one that isn't over the top. I think a lot of people get way over ambitious with some of it. And then it right. ends up being a problem because you're spending all this money to make a tractor motor do not tractor motor things. That's why I'm swapping tractor uh, motor parts with other tractor motor parts instead of fancy shit that costs more money. Uh, because right. tractor likes tractor. Tractor not like race Fire.
3: car. I've I've never personally known anyone that has successfully finished building a stroker. I've known five or six people that have gotten halfway into a stroker build, then said "fuck this" and went V eight.
2: Well, and that, that was like mainly due to
3: that was mainly due to the cost of it.
2: Hmm.
3: And it, but yet they were going down the rabbit hole of I have to buy a crank, I have to buy rods, I have to buy aftermarket pistons, I have to do all, like do a bunch of shit to the head like mm. one guy he even bought an edelbrock aluminum oh, head or no, no. aluminum head or, yeah like you know everyone i've known that has gone down a rabbit hole building one has never done it the way you're doing it yeah well i'm also to... i'm really interested to see how it turns out because it i can't really say that a stroker's been in the back of my mind because anytime i've ever thought about a four O needing shit, more power
2: i thinking about stroking it <laughs> sorry <laughs> No. <laughs> Continue.
3: Moving on. <laughs> Anytime I thought about a 40 needing more power, my mind automatically went to turbo over a stroker, but you need a motor anyway, so I understand why you're doing
0: it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my only takeaway on that is I'm a big fan of replacing the pistons and rods and keeping the compression low because I'd really like to keep it where it can run on like you know, an eight eight, if you will, compression ratio or an eight five compression ratio and yep. keeping it so it can run on pump gas because and you can do that, but you'd need
1: to buy custom pistons, even with the four two rods.
0: Yeah. Um I was talking with Nick and Nick's suggestion is run the longer 40 rods with a custom piston. If
1: if you're looking for the lower compression ratio, then that's sorta of where you want to go. Honestly, like if I yeah, I guess that defeats the purpose of running the the 42 rods, but you know yeah. if I had if I had dished the pistons um like a tiny bit, I would be in pump gas territory. Very close. But yeah, and- I don't I don't mind spending you know, just using four pistons and yeah, you know, just I'm just kinda curious. You know, it's like the classic stroker setup was the four two, four two, four oh pistons. Four two rod, um, crank, all that.
3: I normally run ninety three in most of my off road rigs anyway. So what? I'm not against for the higher compression.
0: Brother, we run eighty five <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> Uh, but no well, I I get
3: I, know what gonna, I know what I'm gonna put it through, so I've always just Yeah, you know, like the samurai has a ten gallon fuel cell through six gallons in a weekend, so why wouldn't I put better fuel in it?
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um my my overall thought with like the fact that I'm kind of mildly considering it and I'll go into what I've got going on later, but um the reason I'm mildly considering doing like something where it would be low compression is scalability in addition to the fact that like sometimes you just can't get nice gas uh around like some of the places that You I, can that usually I... get like mid grade
1: though and that's really can, like yeah what, yeah what I'm shooting to be able to run mine on
0: like Oh, I 100% agree. I'm talking about with in regards to my setup, like if I can't get 93, my goal is uh for like a potential next step to be able to run uh, 91 with like 5 PSI or 7 PSI out of an M90 or a 62mm uh, T- down the road when it becomes something stupider. Um, so it would be like a building a mid-step in. Yeah. You will. No,
3: I could totally about- see going lower compression if you want to go boost with that
0: yeah that would be a majorly down the road in the future thing um the if i were to do a stroker it would be something to just refresh what's currently in the jeep with plans of going bigger in the future right i'm honestly i just thought of this but has have any of you guys
3: seen someone running a turboed 40 on e85
2: uh i think my brother just did that
1: yeah, my yeah, my, I, my aunt's uncle's nephew just did it too. Yeah, I know who because he's if I if I say
2: croc, you guys don't know who fucking <laughs> Croc is, okay? So yeah. I yeah, know, you, I know who Croc is.
1: I was just yeah, making fun of everybody's did. everybody apparently knows somebody who runs a four a oh on a turbo and E uh, eighty whatever it is. It's
0: it's a different setup. I've seen videos of the thing. It does exist. It's pretty cool. I'm sure it does. Yeah,
3: obviously fuel availability for E85 is way scarcer than like a high octane, but um yeah, just for it the sake of it, conversation, it I'm curious a how 40 would run with it.
1: I think we yeah, have quite um, a bit of it here. Uh Cody could probably prove me wrong, but I know I used to see it in on the North Shore all the time and like certain stations.
0: Yeah, it's I just don't want to be in a position where I have to, like, run um, a fuel that's hard to find. Like, I want to be able to run the thing off 91, and if I have to, put an octane booster in it, and, like, right. not... You know what I mean? If, right. And then talking down the road, and then in the short term, I want it to be able to reliably run on the cheapest shit possible, because... You don't know if you're going to run across 80... Like, there have been a couple of stations that I've gone to in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, where they've had 85 through 91. And it's like, all right, well, I don't care that um, I have to, like, run 87, but they're considering that mid-grade here. Right. So, you know what I mean? I just don't want to be in a bad spot, but... I get that it might just be me, well, and I you
3: know when we went to Windrock, perfect example, um the can am has to run on ninety three or at least ninety one yeah, it's ninety one minimum and um because turbo and uh, Windrock, the gas station at the general store was out of ninety three All they had was eighty seven, but luckily, I um whenever we had to get gas I still had three quarters of a tank of 93 from when I filled up at home so we just diluted it with a little bit 87 and it still seemed to run perfect so we got lucky on that aspect or we would have had to run for fuel so I totally get it
1: and you can't just like look up on google maps like 93 fuel I mean I guess you could maybe but it's not
3: always accurate right well um at least you're not running propane like damien
1: then you just go to any home depot there's been
2: talks about it
3: (laughs) a friend of mine actually ran a propane four liter for like a year and it had a HEI distributor with an msd box and it it ran really well. It was probably the healthiest four liter I've seen. Strongest running propane four it, it It was pretty good. <laughs> but I'm just I can't get on the propane bandwagon. I want to be able to just go to a gas station and not have to worry about having five forklift tanks in the bed of my truck and <laughs> switching them out. <laughs> yeah, you do run through like one a day. Well, well and his, his four liter wasn't tuned right for the longest time. He was going through two and a half a day.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
3: It was running extremely rich because he didn't realize he was turning the screw the wrong direction. He was trying to lean it out, and he was r- making it richer. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: That'll really confuse you. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's even worse when you run out of propane on a Sunday and all the places to refill the propane are fucking closed.
3: Right. Yeah, I just I don't want to deal with any of that. And it's not like you could just go to like the tank exchange thing with a 30-pound forklift tank. So, <laughs> so...
1: You just got to build right. your own little transfer station to transfer all the propane out of the Home Depot tanks into your 30 tank, thirty pound tank and then you're good what are those like yeah, five I'm pound good. tanks
3: 10 pounds uh, 20 20 a grill tank a grill tank is 20 oh there so you could can... yeah just, run I mean, on, just keep like speaking... three grill
1: tanks in the back it's like equivalent
2: yeah
1: right same spacing yeah i'm good
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: shit. so serious question with aop do you think the samurai on 38 pats and yodas will be okay down there because the videos yeah, i'm seeing of aop makes good evening look like just
1: a cakewalk. cut the patagonias and you'll be good yeah
2: i think you'll be fine uh i think it's just gonna be maybe a little bit more skinny pedal than you're probably necessarily used to um i've never wheeled with you before so I, well
3: <laughs> let's just say the Liberty caught fire from too much rev Limiter before when yeah. I had it. So I'm not against skinny pedal.
2: No, but like um, I've explained to others, it's like the difficulty of the trail is not necessarily the rocks or obstacle on it for the blacks. I haven't seen the reds or what they would equivalent to. A I mean, red. they've got
1: some pretty fuck you trails out there, but
2: they do. Yeah. But, like their blues are only blues because there's a hill. It's on a hill. Like if it weren't on a hill, yes. it'd be like the greenest green I've ever greened in my entire green life. like <laughs> so that's something to consider is that ninety nine percent of your difficulty? no, 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 hold on. I'm gonna go back. not ninety nine fuck that. I would say like twenty percent of your difficulty on each trail is just because it's on an incline. so right,
3: yeah, well, and that's uh... in all honesty. Our goal for the meet and be, obviously, I want to hit a lot of good deals, but I want to be there more just to experience the shit show than I do the. I don't know why why those guys get stupid. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of that. It's a good time, regardless. Well, that's the thing. Like, her and I were talking, if we had. Because if we had gotten the portals and the 35 stickies for the X3, we we're probably just going to bring that. Because I knew it would do enough of what I'd want to do. And it would still be a golf cart around to the good shit.
2: Good point. A good yeah.
0: Point. So, AOP, the trails themselves aren't bad, it's that there are obstacles. Um,. Like, you're on a hill, and then you're confronting a mid-level to reasonable level obstacle on a off, like, camber hill climb, right? So, like, if you're smart about it, you'll be perfectly fine. If you're, like, trying to hit every hard obstacle, no. Yeah,
3: and... and Yeah, like I said, I'm not trying to go down there and get totally stupid and hit every obstacle just for the sake of hitting every obstacle. I just want to go have a good time. Then you'll be fine.
2: Yeah, you'll have a fantastic time.
3: I Um, was debating putting the stickies on it, and we do have long fields and shit in the Yodas. So with all sixty-five horsepower the one three makes, I think I can make it through the weekend, but since it's gonna be a beatdown, I'd rather not chance it.
0: My personal guess. piece of advice would be stay out of the finger trails. Go to the finger okay. trails. Blow up Go your shit. The,
2: run the stickies. First night. Have, ride. have a good time. Fuck it. <laughs> no, I think you have a good time. Now it's you're key. sounding like my girlfriend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there's like trail 15 at wind rock like i said when we got the Windrock, her x3 had under 30 miles on it
2: mm-hmm.
3: and i'm sure everyone here has seen a video of trail 15 at Windrock, the v-notch well uh, i had yeah. the whole i've had the i had the whole side of the brand new x3 buried in that v-notch and just reverse drive, reverse drive, trying to get up to V. And I was kind of trying to be nice to it and not fuck up the plastics. And then she just looks at me and says, just fucking drive it. Fuck the thing. <laughs> and...
1: Sometimes being nice and then to the... something just makes it worse, too, because you're just not fully committing to actually getting the job done. You're, like, worrying about yeah. something that doesn't really matter because you're making it worse by not just getting through what you're doing. Teetering
2: on the edge of safety (laughs) while there's death on each side, but if you just committed to the quote-unquote death, it would have been fine. I've seen that way too many times. Absolutely. (laughs) Just commit to death. I
3: I just didn't want to be the guy that fucked up a brand new $20 machine, so I was trying to be nice to it.
1: Yeah, it's fair when it's fancy and new and shiny.
3: It was more so that it wasn't mine.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: If that too. if the title was in my name, I wouldn't have gave a fuck. But, you know, I, I've been driving it harder since the Windrock trip because I know she doesn't care. <laughs> but <laughs> the best part is she hasn't even driven it yet. She just wants me to drive her around in it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sick. So, like, you're like the driver princess, you know? yeah that's Over. fucking awesome
3: driver and mechanic and i'm perfectly okay with that because <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't be doing a quarter of this shit if it wasn't for her so
2: that's pretty <laughs> fucking rad oh yeah yeah it's great Sounds but good. um yeah. yeah good times
3: i'm excited for aop I'm, I'm excited. Kind of hoping I can make it to Good Evening this weekend. If I don't make it to Good Evening, the backup plan is Wellsville on Sunday. So either way, I'm wheeling. But
2: fuck yeah. That's awesome.
3: Sweet. I'm the Good my... Evening trip is supposed to be with um, Jack Sloan, Dentside Dave, a so, like, couple of the guys that went on Ultimate Adventure, and then their friends, all West Virginia guys. So I was really looking forward to wheeling with all them. I just don't know if I can make it happen.
1: Hmm. That'd be cool. The rigs are at really Yeah, sweet.
3: it'd be really cool.
1: Denside Jacobs uh,
3: nerded out about Denside Dave's truck forever. Yeah, he just painted it.
1: He I don't know if you it.
3: saw that. He just painted it tan. It's, it's all one color now.
1: Oh, that's even better. It just looks like Jacob's truck then now. <laughs> he has no excuse. <laughs> He's listening. Oh, he might be listening. I don't know. He doesn't drive as far as he used to, but I guess uh, he probably knows that already. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, shit. Well, other than that, I mean, it kind of seems like we're slowing down a little bit here. Anybody got some final yeah. things to throw in there? Ask any questions?
0: Yeah, I got some stuff that I've been working on. I just wanted to wait for a little bit of an interlude. Um, okay, there you
2: go. Throw it in.
0: I'm taking the XJ to Sam's on Saturday, so it's getting its 241-OR, new cross member, some tie-ins, um, and kind of like we're just going to go through it and evaluate how bad off it is or how good it is at the moment, because I haven't like actually had it on a lift and looked at it since I moved. Um, so that's going to be cool. I'm excited for that. And then I've been doing some stuff with River City Rally. So, I got to go work on a rally car, and those are very, very funny because everything is so fucking small. Um, You mean, like, like, parts, or just, like... Parts. Huh. Like, you can just go and, like, you know, their heavy-duty swing arms for their suspension are still Lexus uh, 350 swing arms, right? So, like, it's itty-bitty. Even though it's all beefed up, it's like you can just pick up two of them and walk away with them. If you try and grab two of our lower links, they're not the yeah. lightest thing in the world. Oh, you can <laughs> still
1: walk away with two of them.
0: Yeah, I just meant, like, in one hand. No, yeah. <laughs> you know. um, And that's super cool. Um, I went over there and helped him set up the handbrake which I mean it kind of makes sense and it's definitely an idea that I want to toy around with more uh, especially because I'm probably going to grab some hand-me-down parts from those guys um, cutting well, brakes
2: I... hmm? Cutting brakes.
0: no not cutting brakes just a rear brake um, I've already got the line coming up into the cab why not run it through and put a uh, handbrake on there with a ball valve so I can have a decent parking brake. And then when I'm trying to launch it, I can free up one of my feet.
3: What you should do is uh, put an automatic in it and do what Jason did with Mm. the whole clutch pedal cutting brake bullshit, whatever the hell he did. It it actually (laughs) is pretty rad, and it works way better than I ever thought it would. (laughs) I'm giving him so much shit over it.
0: I have to, like, give you a few seconds to ponder on what you just said and where you went wrong. <laughs>
2: automatic. Uh, when he started talking to us. <laughs> well, that was a
0: given, but in this particular instance, um, I, I don't want to pull the... If it was a new build, I would consider putting an automatic in something, but I don't want to put an automatic back into that Jeep. I already removed it, and I like driving manual. It It's fun. Um, no,
3: I agree, and, and in all honest like both, um, it's really a personal preference thing, and you could really do the same stuff. For the next rig, I'm going automatic, just because that is going to be our, I'm going to try to compete with it. We want to go to Sand Hollow and wheel with those guys on stupid shit, and I would just feel better running an automatic for that rig.
0: And that's but, like that's fair, but like mine's a trail or er, trail right. trash fucking piece of shit Cherokee. It's nothing special. Right, right, right. Um and I think that with the four to one, the manual's gonna be a lot easier to drive.
3: I, I think it's gonna be great.
0: But like I've been making the two point seven to one work for what's it been Way three years long. now? Yeah. Way too long. Hey. I've gotten pretty good at making it work though.
1: So
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter
1: when you just are on brake and then on gas. Yeah. <laughs> it works.
0: Um,
2: there's no clutch, it's an on off button.
0: <laughs> right. I'll load the clutch and then pop it. I load my clutch way
1: more than I should, but it's fine. I don't I don't care. I don't I don't want a third I don't want to deal with like, oh, here's my my uh my accelerator switch that I've got on my shifter because I'm too stupid to just press the gas pedal, or uh, um, uh, I don't know. Line locks have their use, or the you know, sort of e brake load the thing. I get that, but you can also just feather the clutch and hold it in position. I literally do it on every hill. Yeah, just sit there yeah. with a burning clutch, not moving. And then you dump it, or you you wind it up while you're feathering it, and then you let it go. Probably not the best thing for it, but I, it hasn't ever killed that. one. Uh, I so. don't
0: do that. I um I let it sit all the way in, and you know, do the heel toe thing, and just load it up on RPMs, and then pop the clutch it's, while I roll it's my. It's tricky foot over. in mind. You'd think it'd be. Easier I mean,
1: with the older pedals because they're closer together, but it actually makes it harder because you can't like. Heel, toe, anything, because it's literally all right there. It's for like a child's feet. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Well, your child size, so
0: I don't get. <laughs> I
1: it's not How a to heel toe. It's like, it's like toe toe. If you want to hold the brake and the gas, <laughs> it's just, there's just not much dexterity to it.
3: <laughs> yeah, just take your boot off, throw it in the back seat. And... Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, oh, look, it's hot down there. I've, I've driven it with bare feet. It isn't fun.
0: <laughs> the other cool thing is I'm getting a fire suppression system. So that's going to be going in at the end of the year, hopefully. That's pretty what, rad.
1: Where are you suppressing the fire? In the engine
0: bay or by the fuel tank? Or both? Um, I was looking... So the kit that I'm getting is a NASCAR kit. Um, like, it came out of a NASCAR chassis. know um, if it's
2: CO2 or, like, glorified baking soda?
0: I believe it's CO2. I have to double check. Have
2: you weighed your bottles to make sure that they actually have, like, they're charged and good?
0: I was going to get them charged beforehand, or at least inspected before I put it in, because... Um, The guy that runs River City Rally, I'm friends with one of the guys that drives on River City Rally, but he has a guy that does their filling and everything Mm -hmm. and makes sure their systems are good because they actually have, like, specs that they have to uphold, and getting them inspected every year is one of those things. Um, But I was looking at running the, I think it's a five-nozzle, uh sprayer system and the system works off of you have two bottles so you can fire different stuff so like uh i was gonna run two nozzles in the engine bay two under the dash and one pointed at the cell
2: a good call i don't blame you for doing
0: it honestly i think it's a really smart decision and for the cost like i'm gonna have to buy the hydro lines if you will um and then, like, whatever it costs to refill the system. But I'm getting the bulk of the kit for a reasonable price. And then I was still going to run manual fire extinguishers going into it. Nice. Yeah, I figured mount manual fire extinguisher at the back of the cage. Where the C pillar comes down and one off the B pillar for someone else's rig catching fire. And have a fire suppression system for if my rig catches fire.
2: Or you could do it right off like the rear window nozzle on the uh, hatch. So that way, if somebody's on fire, you could just back up and then press a button and it just like fucking pisses on it. Kind of funny. That would be hilarious. Safety, safety at its finest, boys. You heard it here first. (laughs) Oh,
3: That's better than when I tried to burn the liberty to the ground. (laughs) Scary. (laughs) So, it was on rev limiter for... About two and a half minutes.
2: <laughs> and uh,
3: I had the entire exhaust manifolds back glowing. And um, there was, I had a valve cover gasket leak that I had fixed, but didn't clean the oil off of the heat shields that were on the manifold.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And... Apparently the manifold hit the flash point of ten W thirty.
2: Oh shit!
3: And uh, I'm on rev limiter, and all I hear is fire, fire, fire. So press the clutch, rolled off the the ledge I was on, and jumped out. I had like a thirty ounce can of Fire Aid, and like the aerosol fire extinguisher. Yep. And went to use it, and it was a dud. There was no aerosol in it. Fuck. Luckily, two of my buddies were right there with theirs, and it took, like, three squirts out of an aerosol fire extinguisher, and it was out. Like, it was just starting on the manifold, Mm -hmm. but it was also starting to spread to the sound deadening on the firewall. So Uh, it could have went very bad bad, very fast. Yeah. Yeah. But um, luckily, I got to it just in time. But uh, the Liberty, I will say, after about two minutes on limiter, a 3.7 will idle at 2,500 RPM.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was great.
1: I don't think that's normal. I don't think that's by
3: design. No, but you shut it off, let it cool down for five minutes, fire it back up, and it idles normal. So, well, <laughs> like twelve hundred, not really normal, but
1: no, better. It's better than twenty-seven.
3: Who needs a hand throttle when your shit idles at twenty-five yeah, hundred? Heat it up. You heat it up. It,
1: it idles where you want it, anyway. So, right makes sense. It was yeah, maybe it was by design. You know, better for crawling.
2: Right. Or it's for cooling, you know, to keep the pump flowing. Cooling. No, better. no, but yeah, you're right. I'm crazy. What am yeah, I? Yeah, you're wrong. About? What do I know? <laughs> Clearly nothing. <laughs> yeah, so three
3: sevens can take way more abuse than you may think, but not for a long period of time. Because after a season of beating on that one, it was on its last leg.
2: Jeez. Yeah.
3: It was a hybrid. It burned gas and oil. Oh.
2: <laughs> isn't that what they all do honestly yeah. jeeps nowadays.
3: hey that is still better than when we were at good evening in October when I was riding with Jake and his samurai he looks at me we're going down the trail and he's at like 3000 RPM he's like hey what's between 1 and 5 and I don't give a fuck my oil pressure
2: <laughs> 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 I forgot about that yeah, that was, that was great. Like
3: Holy shit. <laughs> he, um, he ended up trading the Samurai off. Really? Um, he now has an Isuzu Amigo.
2: Did we hear about that? I don't remember him telling us that.
3: No, that was just recent. recently. But he ended up trading it for an Amigo that's on a Dana 44 front. I think it's a waggy front with an airlocker and 538s. And the rear axle is a Nasuzu twelve bolt, which is similar to a nine inch. Like it's Ooh. dropout third, thirty spline or thirty five spline shafts. Um and it also has an air locker in five thirty eight.
2: That's fucking sick.
3: Yeah, well, and that's it. he can drive it to work and shit. It's not just a trail rig, so
1: And they look goofy as hell. They're super funny looking.
3: They are so cool.
1: I think they're good. I ended up, I don't mind I, them. I just recently,
3: I just recently traded my TJ for a 97, um, two door S10 blazer.
0: That, With uh, cash?
3: no, my TJ was fucked. And the blazer's like stupid clean. It was actually an equal value trade because of how bad my TJ was. But, oh. um, yeah, it, it the TJ was rough. It needed floors, and it, it it was just bad.
1: It was. TJs are dumb, anyways, so that's fine.
3: Yeah, well, and it was the two four with six speed, and the NSG three seventy was gonna need rebuilt. The rebuild kit for that's like fifteen hundred bucks, and it had a bunch of rust. Like it, it would have benefited from a tub swap. So. The S10 is 4.3 automatic four-wheel drive and I plan on doing just like a Skye's off-road solid axle swap kit on it, so just leaf sprung solid axle swap and just have it as a daily driver on 37s take it on trail rides and shit, but not really crawl it.
0: That seems like a lot of work.
2: Yeah, just for something. No, like but a I'd two-door
0: Blazer's around. cool. I, I have a soft spot for him because Dave
1: used to have one. It didn't have the back glass, and he got it for three hundred dollars. It was an amazing truck for what he what it was.
2: Because they're junk. No, they're not junk. It
1: was super cool. It was a manual. Uh, it didn't like second gear or something. I forget what it didn't like, so he just skipped it.
2: <laughs> he skipped it. Ah, I don't need that one. Wind uh, out
3: first one. and bang third. I forget what the deal
1: or he had like whole. I forget there was something wrong with it. <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> And he didn't care. He just it was three hundred dollars. He drove the piss out of the thing, and I think he sold it for six or something.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, I—I I have a soft spot for those like bubble blazers-looking things. Uh, you know, the square body blazers, man, I don't care. Saw so, a little, little round, tiny blazer. Yes, two door, even better. Four doors, and <laughs> right. they don't look like there's nothing special about those. But the four or the two doors are cool.
0: I feel like that falls under the same category of my ob- or like idea of wanting to LS swap a um, the ugly body style Mustang. It's just like kind of a weird vehicle that's kind of cool in some way shape or form in your head but not really cool overall.
3: Yeah,
1: everybody's got a right. soft spot for that one weird fucking car, right? Yeah, well no, and that's no, honestly the S10 the-
3: Blazer yeah, the S10 Blazer is that for me because my mom had three of them and my grandma had one, and like I kind of grew up riding around in them. And once I saw guys building them, I always kind of wanted one to build. So, yeah, it was just nice.
1: be fun. I think that's a cool project. Yeah. you don't see a lot of those like actually built either. So,
3: right. Well, that's like I said, it's going to be a very mild build. I don't plan on it being a rock crawler. That's why it's only getting a Dana forty-four and a nine. It's not mm-hmm. going. Crazy, yeah, but you know, it's because I know if it gets a Dana 60s shit's gonna get out of hand, and I don't want that to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, the Liberty had a roof for the first year and then it went downhill. <laughs> so, I want to try to avoid that with this one.
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs> shit, well, other than that, we think, could you boys uh want to wrap this shit up or? Anybody else got anything else they want to throw in?
3: I got to go finish an axle swap, so I'm ready if you guys are.
2: Hell yeah. Well, on that note, keep the rock crawlers off the trail. We're going fucking golf cart and have a good day. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that worked. <laughs> that <one> worked. <laughs> <That works. laughs> work. uh, you really? You-